0: Our gospel reading this morning is from Luke chapter three, verses one through six. In the fifteenth year of the rule of the emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor over Judea, and Herod was ruler over Galilee, his brother Philip was ruler over Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias was ruler over Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, God's word came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. John went throughout the region of the Jordan River, calling for people to be baptized to show that they were changing their hearts and lives and wanted God to forgive their sins. This is just as it was written in the scroll of the words of Isaiah the prophet. A voice crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make his path straight. Every valley will be filled and every mountain and hill will be leveled. The crooked will be made straight and the rough places made smooth. All humanity will see God's salvation." It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. God. We are on the second Sunday in Advent. And the first Sunday in Advent (coughs) always starts with Apocalypse. It it begins at the end of the story. And, And by the end of the story, I mean the very end of the story. Um, with the, the second coming, and with the end of all things. And so it is, the, the first Sunday in Advent doesn't really feel particularly Christmassy. Now, in the second Sunday of Advent, we always get a reading about John the Baptist, who also is not the kind of guy you want to invite to your Christmas party. Uh, you, you notice that in any Christmas pageant you've ever seen the kids put on, there is no John the Baptist. We got angels, we got shepherds, we got the baby Jesus. We we may even have the wise men. Sometimes we conflate those two things, but we're not inviting John the Baptist to the party. John is too untidy, too dangerous for Christmas. I saw wrote I, uh, read a read a reading this week that said if you invite John to your holiday party, he'll spill eggnog all over your Persian rug as he flails his arms around talking about the need to repent. He's too shrill. If we let John in the door, he'll wake the baby in the manger. Then again, if we don't let him in, if we will not or cannot tolerate his uncompromising message that Christ is Lord of all, then the baby in the manger may just as well go on sleeping forever. Because if we can't let John in, we're not ready for the baby to wake up. If we don't like what John says, we won't like what that baby will eventually say either. And then Christmas is over before it really began. John had a very particular mission, and he was a peculiar sort of fellow. The other Gospels talk a little bit more about what he's doing out in the wilderness. He looks like a, a prophet straight out of the Hebrew Scriptures. Camel hair clothing, he eats wild locusts and honey, and I, I'm sorry, but I, I'd have to be awfully, awfully, awfully hungry before I'd eat a locust. The honey part I can handle, but the locust not so much. So he, he was this almost mythical figure out in the wilderness, and he had one job. To prepare the way for the Christ child, to prepare the way for Jesus to come. He was the one, he and Jesus were cousins. And he was there to get people ready. And we're going to talk more next week about what exactly his message was. But I want today to focus on the idea of getting ready for Jesus. Because we live between two Advents. We live after the first Advent. We all know the story of the the little bitty baby born in the manger. And how Jesus grew up in wisdom and strength. And walked among us and taught us and worked miracles and died on a cross for us and was resurrected. But there's a second advent that we need to get ready for. Jesus is coming back. And so we live in between those two advents. We live in between the first coming and the second coming. And we need to be ready. And the scriptures on the second Sunday in Advent remind us that even amongst, amongst all the, the preparations that we go through for Christmas, that we need to have our hearts ready. We need to have our hearts ready for Christmas. And we need to have our hearts ready to meet Jesus. Because that's what we're ultimately here for. And this is, you know, we prepare the way it kind of resonates with us at this time of year, because that's what a lot of us are spending a lot of our time doing. I spent last night up on a stepladder... No, I probably shouldn't have been up on the step ladder in the house by myself, but that's a separate conversation. Uh, trying to get the star on my Christmas tree tied down. Uh, I, I'm putting up trees, I'm cleaning out stuff, trying to get the house ready for, for Christmas. And, and y'all are doing this in your own homes. And maybe if you're more organized than I am, you've already got it all done. And you're sitting in the pew thinking, wow, you know, <laughs> she, she's really behind. We've already got all that taken care of. But we're, we spend a lot of time readying our houses. We ready our yards. We, we buy presents and get ready our families ready. Some families buy matching outfits. Some families go and have pictures made. All kinds of stuff that we do to get ready for Christmas. But what about our hearts? Because If we're not careful, all of those wonderful preparations that we do, and they're they're all good stuff. I'm not telling you don't put a tree up. I'm not telling you don't, don't enjoy all those things. But take some time in the quiet to listen for the voice of God. Because God's calling to you. God's wanting a relationship with you. God is calling out, even in The darkest part of winter, God's calling to us. Robert Fulton, the guy that wrote the Everything I Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten, he he tells a story of um, playing hide and seek. He said that some folks get confused. The idea is to hide and get found, not to hide and never be found. He, He writes this. As I write this, there is a kid under a pile of leaves in the yard just under my window. He has been there for a long time and everyone else is found and they are about to give up on him at the base. I consider thinking on him or setting the leaves on fire to drive him out, but that's a bit <laughs> radical. So I yelled, get found, kid, out the window and scared him so bad he started crying. It's hard to know how to be helpful sometimes. We have been playing hide-and-seek with God from the Garden of Eden forward. And God has been crying out through the ages, get found. Get found. That's all God wants from us, is for us to get found. And yet we play hide-and-seek, and and we we hide. At this time of year, we hide in the tinsel, and we hide in the gift wrap and we hide in the parties, and we hide in the decorations. And God calls, get found. I'm sending you a savior. This is bigger than the tinsel, and the wrappings, and the parties. This is forever. This is eternity. John calls us to prepare the way of the Lord so that we can get found. By God. God's looking for us. Make no mistake. You don't have to go search and find God. God's already here. But God wants you to hear him calling you. And to answer. To get found. So that God can hold you in his arms. And his light can shine through you. John chapter 1 verse 5 says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That is as good a Christmas message as I have. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. We need to prepare the way for that light to shine. Cuz that light's going to shine. And there is nothing on heaven in heaven or on earth or under the earth that will keep that light from shining. But we've got to be ready to see it. So I encourage you today to, to take a few minutes and, and do whatever it takes to prepare your heart to receive Christ. I like to, once I've got the tree decorated and things have kind of calmed down a little bit, I I like to look at Christmas lights. And and sometimes I'll just sit. If I can't go out and look at Christmas lights, I'll just go sit in front of the Christmas tree and watch the tree and look at the lights. And those lights point me to the great light, to the light of Christ. And so whatever it takes for you, whether it's it's going out and seeing lights or whether you want to light a candle in your house, And watch the candle flame. Take some time to be in the presence of God today. To prepare your heart to receive him when he comes this Christmas. Amen.